Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a Sunday, November 28th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers back in action today coming up against the New Jersey Devils at the Prudential Center. The Devils have lost five of their last six games, although two of those losses did come in the shootout, so they grabbed a point in those two games. Lost three straight to Boston, the Rangers, and then against the Florida Panthers. They got a win over the Tampa Bay Lightning on the road uh, last weekend. And then they lost to Minnesota in the shootout and the Nashville Predators on the road. And they're back at it today to take on the Flyers at the Prudential Center. Now, the Devils and the Flyers tied in points right now in the NHL. They're tied for the sixth spot in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. Devils have played one last game. They've played 18 games. 8-6-4 eight, and four is their record. Flyers through 19 games with a record of 8-7-4. and four. So Devils have lost two straight. Flyers have lost five straight. And actually the team at the bottom of the division, the New York Islanders, who many believed could end up being the top team in this division, they've now lost eight straight. Of course, they started out their season with a 13-game road trip. They've returned home. Things not going well. And speaking of the Islanders, well, the Flyers were set to take them on on Tuesday. It was in New York back-to-back on Tuesday and Wednesday with the Islanders and Rangers. But the NHL has announced that uh, as a result of additional New York Islanders player entering COVID protocol yesterday morning, uh, up to eight players now potentially unavailable to play due to COVID protocol, as well as the possibility of other additional cases due to the spread. The team's games have been postponed at least through Tuesday, November 30th. That includes the Flyers game, obviously. The decision was made by the league in consultation with the NHLPAs and clubs' medical groups. It also goes on to say the league is in the process of reviewing and revising the Islanders' regular season schedule. The Islanders' organization has followed and will continue to follow all recommended guidelines aiming at protecting the health and safety of its players, staff, and community at large as set by the NHL, local, state, and national agencies. So Flyers were going to take on the Islanders on Tuesday. That's not the case. It'll be tonight in New Jersey and then coming up on Wednesday, the New York Islanders. So it eliminates a back-to-back. When the game gets rescheduled, it could also be rescheduled as a back-to-back, but we'll see uh, how that plays out. Also for the Flyers and Cam York, who was with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, he missed the last game. He was scratched. We have found out why. He is in COVID protocol, so we'll continue to monitor that situation as well. So a lot to a lot going on right now. The Senators shut it down for about a week as they kind of lost control of cases and just wanted to do the right thing and, and get everybody kind of away from each other and get control of it. They're back in action now, and it looks like the Islanders will be shut down for a few days as well. We're hoping that this obviously doesn't continue, and we'll continue to see how this plays out through uh, the next couple weeks, maybe even through this entire season. But it's the Devils tonight, and when we look at the Devils, you know, the Devils off to a good start. They've had some significant injuries so far this season. Uh, They've had key members of their lineup out, including Jack Hughes, good young player for the New Jersey Devils. Wood's been out uh, all season long pretty much, and they've they've been hit with the injury bug as well. Flyers have another injury now, and that is going to be Nate Thompson. He got up slowly in the third period of that game against Carolina. He's going to have an MRI, and uh, he's going to be lost for a good amount of time as well. And, you know, the fourth line of the Flyers is something that has been talked about a good amount this season already, but in light of yesterday's game, quite a bit. So, you know, the notion that Elaine Vigneault always puts his fourth line out after the Flyers score. 
They did it yesterday, and they got scored on. When Rasmus Ristolainen gave the Flyers the 3-2 lead against the Carolina Hurricanes, and then the fourth line came out, and they gave up a goal within 30 seconds. Uh, So I wanted to do some digging on that, and as luck would have it, Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic has done the work. I'll recite it, but I will give him credit for it because he was asked about this as well, about the Flyers seemingly always putting their fourth line out on the ice after they score a goal. And the numbers don't dictate that. The The fourth line is out there. It seems like it's a lot, but it's not. So this is what the Flyers do after either they score a goal or they give up a goal. So Charlie put it together, usage share after any goal, either team. The first line goes on the ice 15.38% of the time. The second line and third line are 30.77%. And the fourth line goes out 23.08% after any goal, for or against. So the usage share after the Flyers score a goal, the line that goes out the most after the Flyers score, we all think it's the fourth line. That's what's in our head, but it's actually the third line. 42.86% of the time, that's the line that goes out after the Flyers have scored a goal. That's your checking line. That makes sense. The second most... uh, Used line after the Flyers score at 25.71% is the second line. And then the fourth line after that at 20%. And the top line goes out after the Flyers score at 11.43%. Now, why is that so low for the top line? They do the bulk of the scoring. (laughs) So they were just out there. Uh, The usage share after an opponent goal. So after the Flyers get scored on, the, the number one line that goes out after the Flyers get scored on is the second line at 36.67%. Then it goes to the fourth line at 26.67, then 20% for the top line, and for the third line, 16.67%. So those are the actual numbers. Uh, You know, perceptually, we all think that every time the Flyers score a goal or get scored on, that fourth line goes out, but it's just not the case. But to me, it's got to be a feel thing. It's got to be something the coaching staff goes, okay, this is the situation. We just got scored on. We need a good shift. You got to look at how your bench has been running, how special teams have been used, who's been going more, who's been going less, who's playing better, who's playing with jump. All of those things have to go into the equation. But I just wanted to relay that information and the homework that Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic did. So uh, good on him for doing it because I don't know that I would have been able to pull it off. But we have some spillover questions and rants from yesterday's episode. I got a ton of responses from after that Carolina game. And I just wanted to dip into a couple more of these on this episode in advance of the Flyers game against the Devils tonight. And Wayland tweets in, Mike Wayland, and he says, if you were in Chuck's position, what's the first thing you would do to improve the team? And this is a really interesting question. We'd all love to be empowered and all would love to make these moves and what we think the team should do. The big problem, though, Mike, is this. I just don't know that teams are ready to make moves in the NHL right now. If you're going to make a trade, whoever it might be, who are you trading with? You know, we're early in a season, and team you haven't seen any any trades yet. You've seen waiver action, players, you know, being put through waivers to be sent down and picked up, and but you're not really seeing deals yet. It's way too early for that. And even though we're just after Thanksgiving and knocking on the door of December, we're actually about maybe a week to 10 days even behind where we would normally be at this time of year because the season started just a little bit later. So teams just aren't ready to to go there yet. 
you know, a team like Vancouver is really struggling and there's going to be change in Vancouver, whether that's Travis Green, the coach, or Jim Benning, the general manager, or players on that roster. But they're not there yet. They're not rushing to do anything to make a bad deal. You don't want to do something just for the sake of doing it. it. So if you're in Chuck Fletcher's position, you have to evaluate, what are my options and what's the the best way to do anything that I do? Whether it's any personnel changes, whether it's player transactions and trades, whatever it might be, you can't do anything just to satisfy a frothing fan base because that'd be the wrong thing to do. You got to make the right calculated decision. This isn't about the moment right now. It feels like it because we're angry. The team has lost five straight games and you want something. You want something to show for the five straight losses. But as a GM, they have to be way more calculated. You can't just make a decision to feed, you know, feed the the thirst of a fan base right now that's, you know, very disappointed. So you got to take your time and you got to do the right things and you got to do your due diligence. So I, I'm not sure what, you know, when the transactions and those kind of things will start happening. That remains to be seen. But I would suspect probably around the Christmas trade freezes when when things will start to move. If, if things start to happen before that, then yeah, you got maybe you got to look at some things. Uh, let's go to Pat D, who says, "Do you think they're still buying into AV system, as in the players?" I, I don't see any indication that the players aren't buying into the system. That's a really hard thing for me as a, somebody watching, or for anybody really to tell that they're not buying into it. Um, what I notice, I feel right now, is I don't know that they're suited for the forechecking system. Really, against Carolina, it was pretty pronounced. And when you had a, a guy like Tony D'Angelo on the ice, who's a really good passer out of his own end, and if you don't get in on that 2-1-2 split forecheck, you can beat it with a really good one pass can, can beat it. And then you have two guys caught deep, and the other team can come right through that neutral zone and get in your zone and set up and get it on the forecheck a lot easier because you just don't have – you have too many guys deep. And right now, that 2-1-2 split forecheck is not working for the Flyers. As far as them not buying into it, I don't know about that. I just – I'm not in the room, so that's hard for me to say. It would just be conjecture, so I'm not going to say. Ryan Claggett uh, tweeted it and said, Why are most coaches, especially AV, obsessed with putting the fourth line out after a goal? And he says, what's the idea behind that? Also, where has their creativity gone? They were bouncing pucks off the backboards, playing with speed, and now it's just back to dump and chase. Um, well, the first part we kind of just addressed about the fourth line – as far as their creativity and bouncing pucks off the end boards, which they were doing early in the season, playing with speed, and now the dump and chase. Well, number one, in the beginning of the year, you had Ryan Ellis. And that made them, Ryan Ellis made them look faster. So how could Ryan Ellis make them all look faster? Because he's a real, like I said, just, just said about Tony D'Angelo, he's a very good first pass out of the zone defenseman. It's one of his best skill sets. So when he was in the lineup, you'd see him start the breakout or stretch the ice with great passes, and the Flyers looked way faster because the puck was moving faster. It was getting up the ice. It was it was stretching out the opponent and and stressing them, and you're able to get up through the neutral zone much better when that happens and get in on the forecheck. Without Ryan Ellis, There's a that's a big loss, Ryan Ellis. I know we didn't see him a tremendous amount. He's only played four games, 
but that's a big loss. We learned that last year what a top pair defenseman with not having a legit top pair defenseman to play with Ivan Provorov, you know, the detriment that that brings to the team. We saw it last year defensively, but Ryan Ellis brings it defensively and offensively. So hopefully he gets healthy soon and gets back out on the ice and remains available. That's the big part. When they had him, they look like a much faster team. And it's weird to say that one defenseman can make the team look faster, but it did. Let's do one more from Mike Coleman. He says, are you worried about Hart's glove and his AV's job in jeopardy? Um, as far as Hart's glove goes, one of the, the goal he gave up in the beginning of the third period, the goal that he gave up in the beginning of the second period, uh, he kind of just missed it with his glove. But I don't. there's not a repeated issue with Hart's glove. Last year, that was the kind of the book, high glove on Carter Hart because he was into a position at that point where his confidence was was gone. He was sinking deep into his net, and he was cheating at times to try and get to the back door because he had been victimized there a lot. And when you stay deeper and you're cheating, that's when those high glove, high blocker areas will be exploited at, at the NHL level. So no, I don't worry about his glove. As far as his AV's job in jeopardy, I don't believe that it is right now. Uh, the team is not performing well. He's taken it on and said that, you know, I got to do a better job and I need to prepare my team better. And, you know, he also said that there's players that need to perform better, need to have more success. And it's a collective. They all need to do better right now. It's not working. I, I, I did like the fact that when Claude Drew was asked about are the injuries catching up with, a, with the team, he said it doesn't matter. Those are just excuses because other teams are dealing with injuries. I just talked about the Devils and missing Jack Hughes and Wood and other players. And you look, the Penguins at one point were missing Crosby, Malkin, and others in COVID protocol. We've seen injuries hit the Colorado Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon. You know, every team deals with injuries, and, and Claude's right. They are just excuses. You have to do the best you can with what you got, and injuries do hurt. And, ex, you know, players, when they're out for an extended period of time, it does hurt, but it's not an excuse. And it shouldn't be looked at as one uh, as well. And that's why I appreciate it with Cla what Claude Giroux said about, about the injuries catching up with the team. All right, Flyers-Devils tonight. Can the Flyers end a five-game skid? Boy, I hope so. We'll break it down tomorrow on a brand-new edition of Flyers Daily.